Hi, I'm Erin Marcus, former corporate executive turned entrepreneur and founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business. Welcome to the Ready Yet podcast. We're excited to bring you more than 100 episodes of interviews and insights designed to help entrepreneurs get the financial and emotional freedom they need in order to build a business and a life they're proud of. All right. Welcome, welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast with my guest today, Michelle Kopp. And what I am really looking forward to here, Michelle, and I, I mentioned this to you for a second, is your take on your subject matter, because it is something that while I have an MBA in, back, in marketing and a background in marketing, and I know all about Alcumbus language and sales, like I know the content side of what you do, but creating digital marketing funnels with ads and those types of conversion situations makes me crazy. And I think it's because my background is so much in more of an interpersonal version of marketing. So I can't wait to have this conversation with you and get people some actual tactical information that they can use and then also learn more about you as a business owner. So before we get into all that, why don't you tell everybody a little more officially who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah, thank you so much, Erin. So my name is Michelle Kopp. I'm the founder of Level 28 Media, which is a Google Ads lead generation marketing agency. I am a pay-per-click advertising expert, and I primarily specialize in Google Ads. So essentially what I do is I help my clients get placed on Google, not the organic way. That's that's called SEO. I help my clients get placed in the paid section of Google. So that's called pay-per-click. So I work with a bunch of different local clients like lawyers, dentists, doctors, architects, and so forth. And essentially what I do is I get try to get them as many phone calls and form submissions as possible, which are essentially just leads. So I build funnels and essentially, you know, write the ads, create the landing pages, and then direct all of that traffic over to the landing pages to get the leads to call my clients. So just boiling it down, that's essentially what I do from a 10,000 foot view. Love it. I absolutely love it. And I think, you know, one of the things I'm very much a proponent of is having a client acquisition system that has a variety of short-term active strategies, long-term passive strategies, right? We want to make sure that nobody has all their eggs in one basket. So I'm very much in favor of having that. But that being said, I think in the thought leader market, in the service-based business, especially when you don't have a geographic parameter to, you know, to your business, I watch so many people do this so poorly. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I would love to hear from you. Like, what are the most common, you could take this from either angle, like what are the most common mistakes or what is the thing we can hit both sides of this? What is, what should you absolutely be doing? And what should you absolutely stop doing if you're trying to use this strategy tactic to grow your business? So that's a really great question. I'm going to start out by saying you need to have a sufficient budget. I have so many people reaching out to me, potential leads wanting to work with me, and they're not funding enough. And they're wondering why they're not seeing results. 
coming from Google. They've been trying this for years, but they're just not feeding Google enough funds in order to really see results. So they're just going at it with like $10 a day, hoping that they're going to see, you know, a million dollar ROI. Right? Yeah. And then they're, they're thinking that, oh, you know, maybe if I just put in pennies, then I'll get million dollars coming back. That doesn't work like doesn't that. Work. Well, and so let's stop there and, and dive into that a little bit more, because I think there is so much truth to that. And when I'm listening to you describe it, it feels like you're either in or you're not in. And if right. you're going to do something halfway, it seldom works for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You have to be ready for it. And to be ready, you need to have a sufficient budget. And the way that I describe it to people that approach me wanting to work with me, but they don't have the budget is if you're only putting it in just barely enough, just hoping that things are going to, you know, the ball is going to get rolling. It's kind of like driving a car with barely any gas in it. You're going to kind of go somewhere, but you're not going to really, you're at, at the end of the day, you're not going to go anywhere. Like it's going to end up, you're going to end up needing to fuel up. So that's well, and also that's the, the thing that I do know to be true is advertising because that really is effectively an advertising situation versus, you know, a more active strategy such as speaking or networking. There is amazing, amazing, huge ROI to be had. But to your point, it's still a percentage, right? It's still, the the math is still the math. If you have a dollar to put in, okay, fine. Even if you double it, that's only $2. It's not going to be this magic bullet million percent return on investment. No. And just like the name of your podcast, Ready Yet, you have to be ready. (laughs) You have to be ready. You have to be ready. (laughs) That's all. So what should people do to get ready? What if we backed it up a step? If they're on the verge of having the budget, what could they do to tip their scales in their favor? So, so if you're starting to, you know, get the budget, then I would say number one is to make sure that your operations are in place. I can't tell you how many times I've worked with small business owners that, you know, I'm getting them phone calls, but then their front desk person isn't answering. Yes. <laughs> and that's oh like the God. most fundamental thing, right? Because if you're paying for leads and you don't have the right systems to convert those leads into paid customers or clients for you, then what's the point? You invested all this money, but then the backend systems are broken. So please make sure that, you know, you're going to have a, you know, a strong operations set up because what happens is when you're running advertising, not just with pay-per-click advertising, any type of advertising in general is it starts to magnify the issues or the strong points in your business. So if you have really good operations and we're getting the leads coming in, wow, you're, you're going to be seeing a really great return. But if on conversely, you know, if you're, if you don't have strong operations, it's just, everything's going to go down the sink. Absolutely. And I, I talk about that with a lot, like, so I do business strategy. So we always look at all these different columns in your business, whether it's finance, legal, team building, client fulfillment, marketing, sales, whichever one, basically, whichever one isn't up to speed becomes an anchor for your business. Exactly. And, and yeah, like if you're, if you feel like you're as a great advice, if you feel like you're on the verge of ready to be really investing in advertising, spend the time and effort dialing in your client fulfillment in your back office. So you don't waste your money. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Nice. So what are some of the current, like 
the trends seem to change a bit in that, like more quickly in the online space than offline. What are, what are you seeing now is really what is working or is not working either way? I think the hottest topic since around this time last year is AI with chat GPT coming out. I think there's just so many people in this in this industry. A lot of them are are scared that AI is going to be taking over their jobs that because there's, you know, ChatGPT, Google Bard and so forth writing content and being able to being able to produce things really quickly in a matter of seconds and can essentially take ads and then put them into into Google and then just let Google run its uh you know run run on its own. But the challenge is, you know, with what I'm seeing and what, you know, where I'm, you know, with my own experimentation is with ChatGPT, it still requires a human to like review the content. It it's still, it's not ready to go. It's going to give you ideas, but it's not going to, you know, it's not going to be exactly ready to, to, to take live and be, you know, customer facing. It's still going to require some finessing. So in terms of like the trends, I'm seeing a lot more digital marketers leverage it to their advantage. And I'm also seeing Google start integrating AI into their platform too, where Google will say, hey, I'll write you the ads. So it kind of bypasses the need for, you know, an agency or a freelancer to like have to write the ads for you. It's like, oh, hey, Google can do it. And you don't necessarily need to hire a third party. However, the problem is Google doesn't understand your business, doesn't understand your customers the way that you do. They don't understand the pain points. So they're going to be using a lot of, they might just be scraping your website and putting together, you know, some word vomit and putting it, you know, (laughs) you know, on Google. So that that's what the challenge is. It's, you know, they're trying to make it easier, but at the same time, the quality of the content that they're producing with AI is definitely not something that, you know, would be, I, it wouldn't be approved by me or any well, other. Right. It's, exactly. It's not going to be as effective. I think what you're going to see is God only knows how, but you're going to see even like, you'd think this would even be possible. You're going to continue to see an increase in the noise, right? An increase in the volume level of what's out in the marketplace However, to me, there is an opportunity to stand out because everyone's stuff is going to look the same. Exactly. They're, they're stuck because, right, because what we know about these tools is that they're pulling old information and just rearranging it a little bit. If you really are the top percent of your market and you, I just wrote my ebook called Connect as a Human First, you're going to stand out even more. And there is no information. You know what you said about it would never get past you. There's no information that's not available out there. There's no new information that hasn't been available for years. The difference is in the expert's ability to interpret that information and apply it to somebody's situation. And AI is not really ready to do that yet. Yeah, exactly. And I'm telling you, like with a lot of digital marketers, there's a lot of fear right now, just, you know, the ones that are afraid that AI is going to take away their job. And my response to that is if you're afraid that AI is going to take away your job, then you might as well just go start looking because AI should just be there to help you, you know, to to help with like the ba- covering your bases, right? In terms of giving you ideas, mm-hmm. but AI is not going to be there to make critical decisions, 
I love using, and I do that a lot. I use AI to get past a writer's block, you know? Yeah. What are the number one, what, you know, what are the main things, blah, 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 blah. And it'll tell me, and then I've got like a list of 12 things and I can pick the two or three that resonate with me. And now I can go and do what I need to do. Right. So it's helping exactly. make things more efficient or effective or get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But it's not at the point where it can replace people. So how did you even get into this? So I actually got into this uh, for my very first internship. So, you know, backing it up maybe about like 10 years ago, I was in college and I got I got an internship at a small digital marketing agency. And I call it buffet style marketing because I did social media. I did pay-per-click, which is what I'm doing now, SEO, content marketing. I was touching everything. And uh, what I really liked about pay-per-click advertising was because it's like so performance focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the fact that I could see the leads come in and, you know, I could see myself making an impact on clients' businesses that really like that really lit a fire under me. Um, not to say that the other areas of marketing didn't, but this one in particular, being able to you know, get my, have my clients call me and say, Hey, I got like 10 phone calls today and I converted three and I could see that I'm making an impact pretty quickly. So then I was like, okay, like, this is what I want to do. So I went on to go work at Saatchi and Saatchi, which is the advertising agency for Toyota. So I worked on uh, Toyota for about two to three years. And that was quite an experience because I went from working with really small companies on lead generation. And then I'm working on like a massive account, like multi-million dollars. And, you know, and then from there, you know, moved over to another performance marketing agency. And then at the start of 2020, I decided that I wanted to go out on my own and become a freelancer. So this is before, you know, COVID officially hit. This is around like, you know, before the beginning of March. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to do this thing. I quit my job. And then there was a, there's a lockdown and I was like, oh my God, maybe I made the biggest mistake of my life. But it actually turned out to be the best decision I ever made because now I get to have my own freedom and I get to do this and work with a lot of small business clients and see the impact I'm making on their businesses. Nice. So one of the things I tell people is like, let's shorten people's learning curves. What did you do in that, you know, in the last three, four years that you're like, yeah, just don't do this. I I tried this. It doesn't work. Like what were some of the failures that we can share with people to say, yeah, that doesn't work. Don't do that. Are you talking about in business or? Yeah, for you and your entrepreneur journey here. Oh man. Okay. So let's see. I tried this and it didn't work. Let me see. Anything that's coming to mind right now. I think hiring, you know, like hiring sometimes like, well, in terms of hiring, just moving too fast to hire, like bringing on, you know, help and not really like doing your due diligence to like fully, you know, because in my industry, it's very like technical, right? So what I would do differently is make sure that whoever I hire on to help me, like put them, like give them a little test or something to just see, because, you know, looking at a resume or someone's LinkedIn, even though they might have the paper experience, when it comes time to actually perform, they might not actually know how to do things. So that was one of the, you know, one of the challenges that I experienced. And then, yeah, I think that that was probably like the biggest, the biggest thing, like in terms of like mistake that I made was, you know, just, hiring too fast and, you know, not, and, and not really do my due diligence to fully like, you know, vet them out. Yeah. And it is hard. I mean, that's hard because a lot of times too many small business owners hire under duress, 
Mm-hmm. Right. We hire under duress when we're freaking out and we need, you know, you need somebody, which is just going to make you kind of make those mistakes. Let's take a quick break. Intentional lead generation is the missing piece in most business owners' growth strategy. It's the bridge that moves people from experiencing your marketing and into actual sales conversations with you. If you want to learn how to bridge this gap in your business, join us on May 16th for the Lead Gen Masterclass and learn how to work smarter, not harder, to grow your business. You can register at conqueryourbusiness.com. We've made it easy for you. Just look for the pop-up. Yeah, exactly. There's actually another thing that came to mind too. And you're probably going to laugh because I think anyone, any other entrepreneur that's listening to, you know, would laugh at this because they've probably been in the same boat, but charging too little in the beginning or even offering like free, you know, work. It's just you need to value your time, especially as a freelancer, you're paying for your own insurance, everything's coming out of your own pocket to operate your business. So you really cannot afford to just be giving stuff away for free. And, you know, it's, it's the fact of the matter is a lot of people are, you know, encouraged that when you start out, I don't believe in that I believe at least you should be charging something just to, you know, get your foot you know, in the door and actually or or having parameters around it. I did. I literally started this business with free coaching, but it was to, but, but there was predetermined, like, I'll give this to three people. I'll give this thing to three people. And they stayed on as paying client. You know what I mean? So it's one thing to get some experience. You came with experience, But the other thing is that you're saying about charging too little. I think the trap that a lot of people get into when you come from having a job in a career and you have an hourly wage, you're like, well, if I'm making more than what I used to make an hour, I'm doing pretty good. But Mm -hmm. you forget that you're really only doing client work. 20% of your hours and the rest of the time you're building your business and marketing and sales and leading the team. So you can't just charge what you would have made for 20 hours a week. Exactly. Exactly. And actually I found this out, you know, when I was working at my last agency, they took my hourly rate and multiplied it by three. And then that's the rate that they were showing to the end clients when they were like, Oh, Hey, like if you want Michelle to help you with your account, you know, on an ad hoc basis, it's going to be her hourly rate times three. And I was like, oh, they're, you know, the clients are okay with paying those rates. <laughs> and if I go on my own, I should be, you know, I should definitely be charging those rates too. <laughs> right. And, and and it's really simple business math. The, the mo- at the most simplest base of business math, if you just, and that's where this times three comes from. If you do a third, a third, a third, a third for operations, a third for team, a third for profit, you're, you're pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And so that's where most businesses were just taught, take labor costs and multiply it by three and you're pretty much okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially for a small business model. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So flip side, what are you the most proud of? I'm so proud of, there's a lot of things. So number one is building a, building a YouTube channel. I just passed a thousand subscribers and I actually started this. It was like a a pet project that I started at the beginning of the year. So it wasn't something that I started like at the beginning of my business, but essentially my goal was to build a content engine 
and just keep producing videos. I posted every single week since the beginning of 2023. And yeah, I just surpassed a thousand nice. subscribers as of today. So <laughs> that's fantastic. That's, yeah. that's huge. Congratulations. That's good. Thank that's one you. of the things that I love about meeting people through this platform, whether it's a YouTube channel or a podcast that they have, the level of commitment it takes and discipline and having your shit together, truthfully, mm -hmm. to regularly create content. To me, it tells me where you are in your business. Yeah. Like I can make assumptions about you and how you have your ducks in a row because of those milestones. Yeah. Yeah. So at the start of my business, I was using Upwork um, in uh -huh. order to in order to attract clients. Um, well, actually, it wasn't necessary. I wasn't necessarily attracting clients. It was more of like, you know, there's a job board and then I apply and then I get the job that way. Right. And then uh, I built a profile there. I've been there for about three years, two, three years. But I started noticing things dry up in terms of like leads coming through. And I knew that I needed to start diversifying. So that's why I decided to go the YouTube content route. And, you know, with the YouTube route, you're attracting people into your universe. It's like, it's like right. a magnet, right? And the people, they see your content, they like, they like you and it's allowing you to build a level of authority. So when people come to you, they're already pre-positioned to buy versus on Upwork where people are going because they have a need, but then you have to go through like several rounds of interviews to get a job. Versus here where it's like, they're already coming to you and they're, you know, ready to like, you know, make a decision because well, they've, the already, other, mm -hmm. they've experienced you. And that's one of the reasons I really like video for long form content. It's the reason we do the podcast, not just in audio, but also in video, because mm -hmm. that amount of content, especially on video, you've gotten past no like, and trust so that by the time they reach out to you, they it's, they it's already know you. They know you. It's like a confirmation conversation as opposed to a flat profile on Upwork, which is rather two-dimensional and would never go as far as what you've created on YouTube to show your expertise and show your personality and show, are we a good fit? Yeah, it's pretty amazing because I was having a conversation with a lead uh, yesterday. He called me and I was like, so what's your budget? And he was like, well, I watched your budget video and I did the calculation based off of that. <laughs> like, so, yes. <laughs> yeah. So the fact yeah. that he like actually sat down to watch me teach something and he's like, I love your videos, by the way. And the feedback that I've been getting from people is really great. So it motivates me to want to do more. And in terms of like the leads coming in from it, I'm getting like at least one to two leads like a day coming from YouTube. Just it's these people are just coming organically. And, it's well, and especially with right. And especially with what you do, because so what you do is very tactical in nature. It's something people don't understand. And I'm sure because you're successful at it, you have a process to it. And I would say for any subject matter expert, if you can turn what you do into a process and teach people how to do it, then you're one, you're giving away amazing amounts of free information, which I'm a huge fan of. Give out into the business universe and then the business universe gives back to you. So I'm a big fan of that approach for marketing. But you're also cultivating your own clients by helping them get their ball rolling and then they come to you when they're when they reach their threshold of what it is they're able to do on their own. 
Yeah, exactly. And I've had, you know, some clients that have watched my videos and they've taken the advice, they've tried doing it, but then they reach out maybe like two to three months later and like, Hey, I did this, but then I don't know what the heck to do after. Can you write what just happened? <laughs> yeah, like they only knew how to do. And the thing is like when you can learn only so much from a video and if you learn what you need and you don't need to, if you don't right. need me, then that's fine. But, you know, you, you implement something and, you know, you're kind of stuck after that, then reach out and I'm more than happy 100%. to help. <laughs> Love it. So tell everybody, if they want to continue this conversation with you, tell them what your YouTube channel is so we can make sure that they watch your budget video before they call you. And then what is the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, so you can go ahead and uh, go to YouTube and type in uh, Michelle Kopp, that's uh, spelled K-O-P for the last name, and then Level 28 Media, that's my company. So that's the name of the YouTube channel. And then in terms of contacting me, you can just go to my website, level28media.com, or you can email me at michelle at level28media.com. Perfect. You're not hiding. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you for chatting with me. I think this is an important topic, and I hate to see small business owners who do have to be careful about what they're spending their money on. I hate to watch them waste it. So go watch Michelle's information, learn about how to do this the right way. Thank you for sharing your time with me today and your insight. And I appreciate you joining me. Thank you so much, Erin. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I truly enjoy bringing these stories of success and inspiration to you. Please join us in our mission to empower entrepreneurs to be in charge of their businesses and in charge of their lives by sharing this with anyone you know who would benefit from our tactical and motivating advice, leaving us a review, and letting us know if there are any particular topics you would really appreciate hearing about. See you next time.